Welcome to One Step Better, the podcast from Works. We're tackling topics to give you insight on a practical level to help your employees thrive in your organization and to help you become one step better every day towards being the leader that you want to be. Now, let's kick it over to the Works team. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the One Step Better podcast. I'm your host, Mike Schaefer. And with me today, we have Matt Patrick. And today we're going to talk about a topic that is come up a little bit here recently that I think a lot of people struggle with, and that is FOMO, fear of missing out. If you think about everything that happens in this world from a technology standpoint, things move super fast. There's always something that's being reinvented. We've seen that a lot here in the COVID environment where a company has pivoted and shifted, and now they're doing something different or doing the same thing in a different way. That always kind of creates, at least I've experienced it, always kind of creates for me a little piece of I'm afraid that I'm missing out on something that's going on. Either I don't know something that I need to know, I'm not aware of it, or there's somebody that's going to beat me to the punch, take advantage of something because I don't know something. And it always kind of creates a little bit of fear inside of me, which can sometimes, if unchecked and unbalanced, can lead to a little bit of anxiety because I don't want to be left behind. I don't want to miss out on something. So I feel like that would be something good to talk about today. Matt, is that ever something that you've struggled with as a business leader? All the time. It's fear of missing out. It's shiny object syndrome. It's, are we doing something good enough? Did I miss something? Do we have the right places, people, part, and place? All those things kind of roll into one. So where this conversation really kind of started from, what made the list to a potential podcast episode is a few weeks back, we were doing a series in our HR on-ramp where we bring in small business leaders who have HR responsibilities as part of their job, but it's not the main part of their job. Like I'm an office manager, but at the same time, I also have to keep up with all these HR things. And in that space specifically, I think FOMO is a big, big, big deal, specifically around the compliance area for HR specifically. It is... That's a common business owner issue for sure. Absolutely. I don't know that there is a policy that I'm violating, or I don't know that there is a rule or law that is being violated. And I'm really afraid that my not knowing that means I can't address it means that I'm going to get in big time trouble from this. And we talked a lot about that from the HR perspective. I found it interesting because we had about probably about 12 people in that session from different industries, unrelated in in most ways, but same function in their job, which is not primary HR, but HR is a piece of that. And almost every single person said, that they struggle with FOMO in a pretty big way. It's pretty normal they're, in their life. They're big time afraid that they're going to mess something up that gets the company or themselves in trouble. And because they don't know any better, they don't know Correct. what they don't know. I would say that happens even more prevalent with business owners. New business owner starts their business, the big, scary, hairy, IRS and every other government agency comes down with one piece of paper that can shut your whole business down. And it's the scary thing of, I don't know what I'm doing. So, oh crap, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to jail. We've heard that a lot. I don't want to go to jail about my taxes. Well, let's start with the basics. You want to pay taxes. You want to file your tax return. Jail's probably not the issue where you have to worry about too much. But it's the, I have to know that somebody is looking out in my best interest for me. So, we get a lot of that as our newer customers with newer businesses that really haven't never done this before of, I don't know what I don't know. Please come help me. I want to make sure I stay out of jail. That's what I kind of think of when I, when I start hearing this. Yeah. And I think that kind of at the heart of this conversation really is the idea that where I have a lack of information, I begin to make up my own information, which is typically always more expensive than in reality. 
harder to do than reality and more extreme than in yeah, reality. It's definitely extreme. I don't ever make up things that are better for me most of the time. And so, you know, to your example of we have, we have people come in and it's absolutely true story where they come in. It's, I don't want to do things wrong. And I'm afraid that the IRS is going to come take me to jail. When the reality is the chance of the IRS coming and taking a small business owner to jail because they're afraid of doing something wrong is like slim to none. Correct. You know, they're not, they're not fraudulently not going out there. Yeah. So the big thing they're making sure that you get in our world on the, on the accounting side, it's definitely making sure that, you know, your business licenses are in order. You've registered your business. You file all your tax returns that you're supposed to, to file. You paid in when you were supposed to have paid. Make sure you're collecting sales tax for the, what you're supposed to be collecting sales tax for or liquor tax for what you're supposed to be collecting liquor tax for. Whatever those things are, you're making sure that all your taxes and filings and government responsibilities are taken care of, which is also why when we get every little piece of paper that has the word IRS on it, no matter what, we say just send it over yeah. so that we take care of it. If it's an unemployment rate change or if it's a notice of separation or whatever it is, we say, send it over, we'll figure it out and help you kind of determine what that looks like. That's what we're here for. But also, it's, we want to make sure that we, we provide that security blanket a little bit for those clients that are just going to unsure of themselves. Yeah, uncertainty is, is not easy to deal with, I, don't, I think, in any profession. But if you are a small business leader or owner, someone that it has decision-making power in, in your company in a big way, the fear of, I'm going to make the wrong decision because I don't know everything I need to know, can be overwhelming. And so, what I want to do today is, you know, highlight that that is an issue that a lot of people face. And I want to kind of talk through some ways in which at least I deal with that and probably you deal with that and see if we can come up with some solutions to help people navigate through as they start to see themselves being afraid of missing out on something going on, whether that is in the marketplace, opportunities that they're afraid of, or if it could be anything that, you know, internally to them. And so here's the first thing that I just want to put out there. Fear of missing out has to be accepted as a good thing in yes. some ways. Because the reality is there is nobody out there, I don't care if you are the smartest business leader in the world or anything less than that, you are going to miss out on something because of a lack of information. Not, there's nobody out there that has all perfect information all the time. There's going to be holes in your knowledge. There's going to be things that come up that you didn't know about. And at some level, you just have to sit back and accept that and realize I'm doing the best I can. There's going to be blind spots that I'm going to have. Correct. I think it starts with the idea of managing your risk. And so you're going to manage your risk and the big things that you need to get, make sure you're getting taken care of. It's very possible that something will slip through the cracks. The big things should never slip through the cracks. You're going to put people around you to help support you. You're not going to be on an island. So you're going to make sure you have your professional team around you, the insurance agent, the attorney, and the accountant, and the banker to kind of look around and help you. You're going to utilize your other team members' experiences, your historical knowledge, just common sense. The right of it is you, most people know the basics of right and wrong and kind of making sure they understand that as a business owner, I have to do things the right way because in the long run, I'm going to be better off. I can sleep at night. Yeah. It's just really important to understand that you're not going to have everything. If I'm a, a baker, going back to the example that I keep using on this podcast. Cookies, cookies, cookies. And I'm really good at baking cookies. On some level, even though I may be a business owner now running my own operations, on some level, it's a little bit silly for me to think that I'm going to be the best accountant or the best insurance agent, or I know a lick of anything about legal. And so like you mentioned, it's important to surround yourself with really, really smart, high-level trusted advisors because they can, in a lot of ways, pay for themselves by the knowledge that they're going to provide Absolutely. in a lot of ways. 
But at the same time, they're going to be able to provide you a little bit of steering and guidance whenever you start to go off the track because it's really important, like Matt said, the big areas you can't miss on. The, the cost of missing on those areas is too large, but that's where your advisors and that team of people around you can be really helpful. At the same time, I think it's important every on a regular pattern, whether that's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever that looks like, depending upon your business rhythms, to go back to the front lines and just simply ask the question, hey, what are, we, what are we currently not doing that we need to be doing? We talked about the exercise that we do on a quarterly basis where we start to whiteboard you know, what's missing and broken, what's confusing, what's working. And it's really centered around that idea where we want to get feedback from other people, not just you know, our own island and, and our limited view, but from everybody else in the organization of saying, look, you're on the front lines, you're dealing with people all the time. You have a different perspective than I do. What are we currently missing out on? Yep. You know, and I think, you know, we've been talking about this idea of FOMO when it comes to compliance where we kind of started this idea. And that's where this kind of thought process always kind of, I think, starts. But the reality of it is that's not where I think most business owners struggle with. It's what everybody else is doing. Where should I be doing? Am I in the right track? Am I leading? Am I going in the right direction? Am I running full speed? down the wrong path or am I running full speed of the right path at the right time? And so that becomes really hard. It's easy to get distracted of what your laser focus is supposed to be, what your goals are. And you get, you let the market or competitors or software or some silly idea distract you from where you're trying to go. So you, what do you think about that? Yeah. You mentioned earlier the, the shiny object syndrome where the next latest and greatest start chasing that. It's easy to do especially if you start to look at competitors and see, hey, you know what, you're doing something a little bit different. I'm kind of interested in that. Or you know, maybe you're, you're starting something that I had as an idea, but I never got off the ground running. And now, oh, I don't like that you're doing this and I'm not. And we can start to you uh-huh. know, put the cart before the horse and, and chase after those things that we weren't really prepared to do. I think, and this is, we may disagree on this, I think it's important to look at your competitors to know what's going on in the marketplace. Absolutely. That yeah. information is important. However, I think that, if you do that too much, it can be a detriment for the operations of your own company. Yeah, I think that's true. The downside of trying to keep up with the Joneses in the marketplace is that you can easily lose your identity of who you are as a company and start to chase things that aren't, to use the good to great, it's, it's not your hedgehog. And that can sometimes be an outcome of FOMO. I'm afraid that the market is moving past me and I'm, I'm going to get left behind. Therefore, I need to pivot to something that may not necessarily be in my best interest in the company that I'm running. Uh-huh. So it's important to look at the marketplace and what your competitors are doing. But at the same time, that's not always your measuring stick. No, I mean, if you think back, I was, you know, I, this is a good example, I think, if you think of Apple. Apple didn't design another phone like every other phone when they came out with the iPhone. They came out with what they thought was the best version of a phone, but it really was a lot more than a phone. They, I mean, if you think back to where we were at that time, there's no app marketplace. There's no, all your music and every, every piece of music ever made is not on your, on your phone device. Every movie ever made is not on your phone device. Every book ever made is not on your, on your phone. And they kind of thought of this a different way. They didn't try to copy somebody else. They went and invented something new. And that was, that was what, 12, 15, 12, 13, 14 2007, ago, 2008, I think somewhere like that. Can you like how things are different today? Oh Yeah. <laughs> I always use the example for that. It's like, you know, when I was in high school, I had this really cool CD collection. It had like, let's say I had 100 CDs and they have 10 record, no, 10 songs on them a piece, right? So let's say it's 1,000 songs I had access to. 
Now I have access to, and that was that probably cost me a couple thousand dollars to yeah. accumulate. Now for ninety nine cents a month, I get <laughs> all the songs ever made in the universe are on my phone. Yeah, so it's way different, and, and this it took some dreaming. But obviously, obviously, the theory here is he didn't try to just copy somebody else's idea. He went and or their their team went and figured it out and and figured out where they were trying to go. Same thing as business owners, we can get easily distracted by somebody may have a prettier experience online or they may have a better process for doing something than we're doing and obviously using that knowledge to our advantage to, to help us get better is, is one thing but you can't be everything to everybody you have to know where your strengths and weaknesses lie in our world you know technology is one of the things that's easy to get distracted by when we've talked about this as part of our idea you know our our firm value is challenging it so we do look at all these shiny object things and it's it's hard to know when, when to, to plug them down. in and yeah. when not to plug them in but you still test them and you're testing it though, not losing the direction where you're trying to go. You're testing it to make your, your direction where you're trying to go better. Yeah, so absolutely. And that's where the accumulation of knowledge and information is a good thing, but it can be paralyzing at some point as well. And so the, the, the flip side of that, the, uh, the fear of missing out on that information and knowledge can be a bad thing. But when you can learn to accept that in the limitations of I'm just human, I'm not you know, perfect, then it can sometimes be a little bit freeing because otherwise it's easy to, I'm always afraid of what, if what's going to move past me and I'm going to get left out on. Therefore, I need to try to do everything under the sun perfectly. And as soon as you start to do that, you're going to do everything somewhat poorly because we can't be everything to every, every person. Patrick Accounting and Works is not trying to be Apple. Right. We're trying to be Patrick Accounting and Works. Right. Because that's who that's who we are. Right. And while it would be great to have Apple's bank account, um, yes, it would. <laughs> that's not our reality. And I wouldn't so have it for to, long, though. I would have quit and not. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have to work very much. Have a billion different beach houses yes, and lake houses, and I don't know how I don't know how you spend that much money. <laughs> yeah, each role has unique challenges here, right? So, if you're in an HR role and you're if you're missing out on compliance, or hey, I'm not sure we're doing something right, or what are some ways to overcome that, or what's some how do you kind of want them to work through that, Mike? I think you have to, one, acknowledge it. You know, you should, you're going to sound like a five-step process, right, or the 10-step the process. But you have to acknowledge it, this, that this is, a, this is an issue that I struggle with. You have to try your best to, in the big areas like you mentioned, get the information and the advisors around you. That's not going to let that happen. You have to have no people in your life that can come to you and say, look, you're trying to do this. Stop. Don't do that. Yeah. You, need to, you need to be humble enough and wise enough to allow people to speak truth in your life and sometimes actually do what they say just because <laughs> you know what I trust this person that has my best interest at heart and I'm just going to I'm going to go I with can't this. I see the force for the trees I think maybe they can better than me. Maybe okay. they can. Yeah. And that's really I mean that's a really hard hard thing to do but if you can develop that community in your life that that can really speak that truth and and say no it can be invaluable. And they're not always going to be right and you have to have some discernment as you walk through those things. But the other thing that you could do just to, to really kind of address the FOMO in your life is simply try to learn, right? The fear of missing out can be a great motivator to Google everything you can about what it, whatever it is that you're trying to do. The things that you do know, start there. Don't start with the things you, you don't know. You're going to learn. I have found in my educational experience, the more that I learn, the more I realize what I don't know. True. It's been, you know, I love to learn, um, whether that's through just watching videos or, or reading articles and books and hanging around people that are smarter than me. I enjoy just the learning piece of that. But the more that I do that, the more I realize 
I don't know everything yeah. under the sun. I mean, I, I've been a business owner now for 17 years. I remember when I first started out, first thing was trying to find my network that made sense. Second was finding peers I could rely on and look up to. Third was really trying to figure out what I needed. And that's kind of ended up how I found, we've talked about this in a couple of podcasts, PASBA was one of the things I found online through a group that's helped me kind of lead me down the, the path. And we talked about this in another podcast, which is the idea of community. All those things kind of help creating your advisors, finding a community of people you can rely and trust on, doing as much research as you can. We've talked a little bit about our, you know, our, our strategic planning. Have a clear vision of where you want to go. If you have a vision, it's easier to, to figure out where the top of the mountain is or top of the stairs in our, in our analogy. But the reality is that you have to know where you're trying to head first. If you don't have a clear direction where you're going, it's easy to get distracted by, well, maybe I should be going over here. Or maybe I should be doing this. So having a really clear picture of where you want to go and work your way backwards to, okay, how do I hit my goal today of, let's say, three or five years from now with the work I do today? Well-defined, very clearly communicated. This is where we're heading. And anything that doesn't take me there needs to be subtracted. And having the appropriate people in place to say, hey, you're getting off track. You need to, you need to think about this. Other, your other your mountaintop may move. Your stairs may get taller. Your stairs may get move a little bit to the left or the right, but you're still heading in the right direction. Yeah. Let's see how far you could take that analogy. Keep going. All right. Where, can the, where else can the stairs go? Uh, they, well, <laughs> circular stairs, uh, and downhill. Uh, you can go to back down to the basement. There are all kinds of places the stairs can go. <laughs> I was right? going to see how, how many places the stairs went. All, they're not always positive, right? No. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I agree with you. It's having clarity with really the vision of what you're doing helps with this uh, to a, a strong degree. If you're not a business owner, though, if you're just a, a key leader or even, even just a, I don't want to say. HR, let's say HR leader. Yeah, HR leader. Like, it's, you're going to struggle with this in different ways, right? Because you may struggle. This is something that I struggle with. Fear of missing out could turn into, for me, could turn into getting blindsided by other people around me mm-hmm. where it comes, hey, Mike, did you know that this happened and it was a big deal? Wait, time out. What happened? Yeah. I have no idea. And no that, idea. That is an uncomfortable position to be in. Correct. Uh, and so, you know, I think it, it looks a little bit different for for key leaders in uh, department heads and, and regular, I'll say regular employees. Yeah, we've had that happen a couple of times here as a firm. And we've had, you have a quality control issue. So you have something that doesn't get reviewed as well as it should. It goes out incorrect. Client or customer or banker or somebody else figures it out before we do. And now you look like you have egg on your face, like you guys aren't competent. That happens. You could have an issue where, let's say in our world, the same thing, you know, we were not treating somebody correctly for sales tax purposes. We should have caught it. Our team should have caught it. I should have caught it. Process should have been in place for the client to know we didn't catch it. And those things happened. Customer service issues, the same thing. You have a customer, people not handling a situation as urgently as you would like or in the way you wanted to communicate it. And now you get bombarded with, why do we handle it that way? Those are all things that are going to happen with every small business. Yep. Every business, not small business. Every business is the same way. And I think it's just that fear of the, the scared part of, okay, if that happens, what am I going to do? I think if you fall back to your golden rules of how you treat people and how you expect them to be treated and how you'd want to be treated in those situations, those situations resolve themselves. Sure, absolutely. Assuming that you actually have the golden rule and that's something that you live by, right? If you're, uh, if you're a Comcast, uh, maybe <laughs> if the execs of Comcast could get this episode, maybe that Unless would, would be... Com- if Comcast wants to sponsor this episode, we would take that. But other than that, <laughs> they need to work with their customer yeah. service. And I think it's important because you, you mentioned, hey, there's some maybe it's a quality control issue or there's a customer service problem things that pop up over the general running of a business. It's important to realize from a FOMO perspective, the difference between there was a mistake made and there is a process that is making mistakes, right? 
So let's say that, you know, our one of our rules internally that, that we have with my team is if a phone call or uh, let's say a phone call or, or an email, a communication comes in from a client, it's expected that someone on my team responds to that within one hour. It's a, that's the expectation, right? We do that a lot of the time, but sometimes it gets missed, right? And so to the degree that happens, that was a mistake. Now, if that phone call came in and it didn't get routed through the appropriate channels that we have set up internally and nobody knew that that phone call came in, well, that's not a mistake. That's a process breakdown. And so from a FOMO perspective, as an operations leader, it's my job to make sure that I'm aware of the processes in detail of how everything flows through and the end goal or end result of everything that happens inside of our organization so that we can distinguish between this is a process issue and this was just a mistake issue. Yep. Because to, if, you can't, if you can't delineate between those two things in your, on, on your team, then you're going to have a lot of people that are pissed off at you because, man, I made a mistake. It's not that I'm a bad person or I'm doing a bad job. It's that I made a mistake. We're and, all human. Yep. And sometimes, sometimes, you know, we don't want it to happen and we hate it when it does happen, but sometimes mistakes do happen. Um, and I think it's important to, to realize yep. that those I, are two different things. You kind of made me pop into my mind is the idea of, I'm um, talking about HR people and aligning goals. So we talked about the idea of we as a business owner may have a very clear direction of where we're heading. So as an HR person, if you're an HR manager and you're in this idea of fear missing out, it starts with you having a good, clear vision of what your businesses want out of you and in that role. So, hey, you know, your role is to make sure that our, how we onboard our employees is super clean and understand, you know, we understand how that process works. And we protect ourselves from hiring good people through a process that allows us to eliminate people that shouldn't be working for us. We then want to make sure that we are in compliance with all the regulatory stuff that includes making sure that we are interviewing and asking the right questions, that make sure that we are, all the documents we need to have filed when we hire an employer all done correctly and on file and in an organized manner. Having a clear vision of how we're going to do performance reviews or how we're going to enroll benefits. All those things are something that you need to have a clear understanding of what your role is. And what the goal is in mind from your owner or your, you know, your leader. And then your job is to execute that based on your a clear vision of what you were told to do. Same kind of thing. If you do those things and you have a clear vision of what it looks like, it's going to be easier for you not to get distracted by yeah. if you're missing out. Just like you said from the start, you get those things right, then your big things are covered. Your big risk-causing issues are covered. And now, yeah, I'm going to miss on some things, but the things I miss on are going to be smaller and I don't want to say insignificant, but a little bit more insignificant. Correct. And so from an HR perspective, this is exactly why, this is why, you know, this, this podcast, the idea of this podcast came out of that HR on-ramp that we're doing is because this is the reason that we created the HR on-ramp. It is a place for HR leaders specifically that are what we call second hat HR leaders to come and learn about things that they may not know or the things that they do know in a more in-depth fashion. If you want to be a part of that, if you're an HR leader or you wear an HR hat in your organization in any way whatsoever, remember this is made up of people who are not credentialed directors of HR or CHROs. These are office managers, operations team people that just happen to also be responsible for some HR components. We do have another HR on-ramp that's our fall cohort is starting up here next month. And so you can get more information about that from our website works.com. There's an HR on-ramp tab. There's a lot of content there. We give away free stuff there where you can get some more information about what it looks like to lead in the HR space in a small business. We would love to have you as part of that fall cohort. Three-month process. Once a month, we're going to ask for a half day and we're going to go over some really good, meaningful content with HR leaders. Yep. We, so I had a lunch with a client today 
who only has eight people on his team. And I asked him, hey, who, who hires, you know, when you hire somebody, what do you guys do? He's like, well, this person on my team does. I said, what's her background? Well, she used to be a church secretary before she worked here. And she's awesome. She's great. But we put her in a role. She doesn't know what she's doing. And that's what this is for. Absolutely. HR on ramp is for the person who, I mean, honestly, my wife in our organization here is similar. Her background is PT. She's now an office manager. She knows little about how HR were to work. And so that's why we put her through the program internally, just so she has an understanding. We have an HR person experts on, on team, but her role in organization was different. I think that's who you're thinking, you know, who are they thinking of when we're talking about this process is, how do I help you support you in the role that you're going to fill and make sure you have a support team around you to answer the questions you need to when it's time? Absolutely. FOMO, big deal among business leaders, big deal among key leaders, big deal among just people in general, but it's not something that you have to be trapped by. Remember, learn to accept that you're only human. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have gaps of coverage, but also surround yourself with a lot of people that could speak truth and wisdom into your life that have the authority and the influence over you to say, look, this is something that is going well, and this is something that you need to stop doing. And if you could do that, you're going to eliminate some of this FOMO that you're facing to some degree to help you be a more effective leader. Thanks everybody for listening. This is going to wrap up another edition of the One Step Better podcast. Remember, Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. That way you don't miss out on any further episodes. Thanks and have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Head over to works.com for webinars, blogs, and more content. That's works, W-H-I-R-K-S.com. See you next time.